Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, you're listening to a special interview episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we chat to the writer and director of Our Son, Bill Oliver. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. Now, in Our Son, husbands Gabriel and Nikki have been married for 13 years and appear to have created the perfect life together. But Gabriel is struggling to find a creative and personal spark while caring for their young son, Owen. Stress and anxiety flare as their relationship gets into an irreparable place, forcing the couple to head for a divorce. Now the two must navigate revealing the news to friends and family, a custody battle, and ultimately the journey to find themselves and support their son. Our Son is directed by Bill Oliver from a screenplay by Oliver and Peter Nikowitz. The film stars Luke Evans, Billy Porter, Andrew Rannells, Christopher Woodley, Robin Weigart, Kate Burton, Felicia Rashad, Cassandra Freeman and Isaac Powell. Our Son is a film we haven't seen before as it reflects and it celebrates the experience of queer parents as they're heading towards this you know, profound crossroads in their relationship, which is divorce. And Our Son is ultimately about a family learning how to love and overcome their differences as a couple uh, for the sake of their son and their own individual happiness as well. Mm. So, Tim, you sat down with writer and director Bill Oliver, whose first feature, Jonathan, starred Ansel Elgort, Patricia Clarkson, Suki Waterhouse and Matt Bomer and it premiered at the 2018 Tribeca Film Festival winning the award for Best First Feature at the Tree Science and Fiction Festival. Oliver is a film independent fellow as an alumnus of the Screenwriting Lab and received an MFA in directing from AFI. Our Son is his second Mm -hmm. feature film. 
So, dear listener, in Tim's chat with Bill Oliver, he shares how the film celebrates our flaws and failures as humans, what authenticity in queer films looks like to him, and what stars Luke Evans and Billy Porter connected with most about this story. It's going to be all of that and more. (laughs) So let's take a listen. I don't feel like we're partners in this. I haven't for a long time. Hi, Bill. Thank you so much for talking with me on Popcorn Podcast. Congratulations on your film, Our Son. Thank you so much. In interviews, you've said how we as queer people fought for the right to marry, uh, which means we also fought for the right to divorce. You know, that two for one deal that, that comes with that. Divorce is a difficult topic to portray in any context. So why did you want to tell this particular story? You know, after our first feature, my writing partner and I really just wanted to make a queer film. We started with that and uh, for a film for ourselves that we wanted to see and that we weren't seeing out there, which is the kind of film we like to watch, which is kind of on a more American 70s sort of European or Japanese, just it kind of observes the everyday lives of people and uh, queer people in particular. So the idea of, of divorce was exciting because we hadn't seen that before, you know, really explored in a film and a feature film between two men. And it allowed us to show this family just sort of trying to keep their heads above water and going through something very familiar and very, very mundane. And it also felt, you know, a little bit progressive to us to move beyond sort of, you know, first love and coming out and sort of the more tragic stories that you often see in queer films Mm. to something that was, you know, a little bit more everyday and difficult, but um, also, you know, hopeful in the end. We wanted to be able to celebrate our flaws and our failures as much as our successes, which I think, you know, for for queer people and other sort of marginalized people, sometimes there is this pressure to be perfect. So divorce is, you know, is is kind of a perfect entryway to exploring all of that. It is. Celebrating flaws and failures is is a profound thing to say. And, and I think your movie really does tap into that in a real way. You, you used the word progressive earlier. Is it still progressive to show a gay diverse drama at the moment? I hope so. I mean, I think it's something um, different and it feels sort of, I mean, it's something that, you know, most people associate with straight people. Mm. And so, you know, that was both a challenge in telling the stories to not make it, you know, completely sort of straight wash, but make sure it was queer specific enough to speak to a queer audience and make, you know, our queer audiences feel represented. But um, we also embraced the fact that it was, you know, relatable to a straight audience or a wider audience, mm. but perhaps somewhat progressive in the sense of showing, you know, marriage isn't just for straight people, divorce isn't just for straight people raising kids, you know, but seeing it just kind of, but not in a way of hitting them over the head with that. Yeah. Just just showing it, just watching it unfold. Because audiences see that coming from a mile away, right? Where you just, you know, feeding all this stuff just to elicit a reaction. It has to feel organic. Yeah. That leads me into your relationship with your co-writer, Peter Nikowitz, you've worked together on on a feature before. What unique perspectives and insights do you both bring to the writing table? Well, we've worked together for a long time. This is our second feature, but we've uh, done shorts. He's written plays that I've directed. So it's like probably 20-year friendship and collaboration. So for this film, it was very helpful for us to have that kind of relationship and that sort of intimacy together so that it sort of fueled the film, which is very much about intimacy and relationships. And, you know, we both were able to draw on personal experiences. Neither is divorced, but we've both been through breakups. I have 
two sons who I helped a lesbian couple raise and he has two nieces that he adores. So we we were able to draw upon each other's sort of understanding of, of children to, in order to get all of that right. And yeah, so we, we just have kind of a shorthand at this point that made it all work. You find that authenticity in, in the writing, right? And when you have a, a really a trusting relationship with with a partner like you do, with Peter, and it's something that audiences crave and deserve, right? Is that authenticity? What elements of our son did you want to ensure felt as authentic as possible? First and foremost, in the writing, and then also in preparing to direct it, that it felt very real, very lived in, very authentic to show, you know, we wanted audiences to really believe that this family exists, that queer people exist, and these queer families exist, but also to kind of elevate them, show that they're beautiful and as well. That went into the writing, the dialogue, everything had to feel very real, very natural. And Peter's very gifted at that. We did a lot of research on into the divorce aspect to make sure we got all of that right. The procedural element, you know, we had a, a family um, lawyer who was advising us. And then um, also into the casting, it was uh, very important that all the queer roles be portrayed by openly queer actors. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, which I know I, it was, um, you know, it's not easy. Um, I feel it's very important to make one's best efforts. And we're very fortunate that we are at a time of enough progress that we're able to get to stars to play the leads. And a lot of people don't understand this really about the business side is that you really absolutely have to have uh, star level actors in order to get your film off the ground. So um, I think it says something about the progress that we've made. And also, we were just extremely fortunate to cast those two. So that was a big part of the creating an authentic world. Absolutely. And of course, we're talking about Billy Porter and Luke Evans in, in the in the title roles. How did they resonate with with the script? What What pulled them in? Billy was the first person I met with before Luke. And his first thing that he said to me was that he really the script really resonated with him personally and the the sort of quietness of it, that the domesticity mm. that, you know, people don't see that side of him too often because, you know, they see the red carpet and yeah. and Broadway and, uh, you know, the sort of larger than life persona that that he has sometimes. And but he's I think the quietness, the 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 realism of it was was very appealing to him, something he hadn't done before. And it was a chance to show that side. And and for Luke, he's openly, you know, gay and but but he has played a lot of different kinds of roles from musical theater to, you know, hardcore action to and a lot of straight characters. So I think he was excited and probably a little bit nervous about being so vulnerable and doing something kind of much simpler. I mean, they're both extraordinary in the film and the chemistry between them is palpable. You feel like you've touched on it being a real lived in world that they've been in a relationship for over a decade and they've raised their son together and all those things. So that definitely comes across in their performances and the way the film's written. Just on that, the, the connection you make as an audience with both characters, it does shift. Well, for me, it did anyway, based on the decisions they made, the actions. Your film challenges you to exercise empathy to the scenarios and and maybe think about what you would do in that situation. I, I always put myself in in the character's shoes. Is your intention for audiences not to take sides and simply observe? The film is very much about empathy and, and flaws, as I've spoken about. And so our intention and something that was 
uh, very intentionally and carefully crafted was sort of the degree to which each character uh, is flawed and reveals their flaws. And, you know, sometimes we're at our worst when we're going through breakups and to not shy away from from that, you know, mm -hmm. that's something we had to kind of push ourselves and push other people to responding to it. You know, everyone responds differently and personally to the different the characters that we have. This has been happening since the script phase, people reading the script, people responding to it, and then audiences who've come up to me afterwards and, you know, I've sympathized with this character, this character. It was to some degree calibrated that you would kind of be shifting and not really take sides. Mm. But it was it's also a little bit outside of our control who which character people relate to because it's been completely different. Absolutely. Uh, Bill, I've really, really enjoyed talking to you and congratulations again on your film. In, in wrapping up, uh, there is a really profound line in the movie that goes, gay people don't take loving for granted because for so long we weren't allowed to be. And wow, it's such a beautiful piece. Yeah. I if you had one takeaway for audiences to have after seeing your film, what would that be? It's a film about divorce, but it's not about suffering. I mean, to to us, it's a it's a film of it's a celebration of of friendship and family and connection and healing and rising above conflict. So I hope people take away a feeling of you know that kind of feeling of of hope and optimism and you know if you're if you're a queer person feeling represented and if you're not a feeling of of kind of having felt some empathy or or learning something i think the message really is that we're all human basically and try, trying to make our way in the world that's right so i uh, i think uh, billy's billy wrote a song for the film that's in the uh, closing credits that kind of captures that bittersweet feeling that I think the film has and that we wanted audience to take away from it. Look, I felt all those things and, and even in the, the words and music of, of Billy's song in the credits. So thank you so much and congratulations again. Thank you so much. When Owen was born, Gabriel fell in love with him and you fell by the wayside. If it hadn't been so sweet, it would have been tragic. Natalie, progress in queer storytelling is moving into exciting and challenging territory, which I'm sure you can agree with, mm. which is a welcome shift. Our son is just one example of the complexity of the human condition told from the perspective of a community, the queer community, who don't have stories like this told about them. Well said, well said. Um, and I just really enjoyed that interview. What a really great chat, Tim. Thank you for... Thank you for bringing that to us. Of course. Uh, Bill was an incredibly generous filmmaker to talk to. And I was just really curious to understand, you know, as we learned in, in my mm. chat, how he came to the project, what resonated with yeah. him most about it, especially because he was a co-writer on it. So a deeply personal story for him to tell yeah. audiences, which is nice. I mean, it's so great that he's a filmmaker who's willing to tackle these stories and invite audiences to experience authentic and, and real characters in his work. Absolutely. And look, we hope you enjoyed this special episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. We love bringing you these mm. episodes and we actually have many more conversations with filmmakers and stars in the works that help shed light on the process and experiences of filmmaking, which, you know, as you know, listener mm. Lee and I just love to share with you yeah, guys. Yeah, come nerd out with us, friends. <laughs> Our Sun is available on Video On Demand from December 15 after a limited run in US cinemas and hopefully we'll get it down here as well. Yes, that's right. Fingers crossed. And as always, friends, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. We are now on YouTube, guys, where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single one.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.